Yo, yo, yo. What's good? I like a shine on my face. Very strange. I think the mm. cocoa butter is hitting the light the wrong way today. <laughs> You're glowing. It's hitting the right way. Maybe it's the right way. Like you mm. said, high vibrations, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not surprised if that's the case, though. I'm actually like, this is the first day I felt like myself in like two weeks. I swear Damn. to God. That, that, that? cold, that? The, the flu I was telling you about last week that I was just oh, suffering yeah. after the kids, man, that was kicking my ass. Like, it went even further than our last episode. And I was like, oh my God. Like, it just, it kept, the symptoms just kept changing. I'm like, is this COVID again? And like, that wasn't really a thing. And it was just like a, a cold that kept lingering. And then it was like a muscle thing. And then it was a stomach thing. It just, I went through a mm. whole slew of symptoms. And now I'm back. I'm healed. I've gone through hey, hell and back. Welcome back. Good Thank to have you, you back. Good Thank to have you. you back. Round of applause. <laughs> welcome back to the shittiest place in the universe known as Earth. Oh, man. It's not that bad, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of good things out there. But yes, it, it does feel good to be back. And I'm, uh, you know, happy Halloween to all those listening this coming Saturday that this episode will drop. Uh, I know Halloween will be in your rear view. But for us, recording, it was yesterday. Yeah. It was pretty nice. How was your Tarzan outfit? How did that go? Man, it was great. So yeah? I didn't I didn't want my my glizzy just hanging off the side of my leg. So I had to wear some compression shorts. Okay. See, you said glizzy, and this time you mean a dick. And I always thought it meant a dick, <laughs> even though it's a hot dog. See? It's interchangeable, I think. It's very interchangeable. <laughs> so, but you didn't run into that issue. So No. Didn't have an okay. issue. I tucked it, you know, it kept it tucked. Good. Cocked and tucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was cold enough for all that holiday. So, oh, my nipples were had... so hard. <laughs> yeah. You may not have had much. I was, not, I was high not... and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not commenting on anybody's size or anything. I'm just saying when it's cold out, hey, it's not as big a problem to hide some shit. Loincloth. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Loincloth. Yes, probably not bad, but it went over pretty well, huh? Yeah, it was a great time, man. Um, <laughs> oh God, so, that laugh uh, always signals something happened. No, uh, nothing too crazy. There's nothing too crazy. It's just um, you know, like all right. So everyone can kind of relate to me, and well, no, nah, everyone can't. If you come <laughs> from where I come from, okay, you'll be able to relate to me. So there's normally like this one girl we all know, right? That y- your group of guys know, and she. Oh, yeah. um, and she'll she'll do something strange for some change, you know what I mean? I <laughs> <laughs> I already know which girl you're talking about, but I was like, I'm pretty sure right. we're on the same page. Um, oh, she made oh no, Machop. She made another Oh, it's Machop. Okay. It's later on that day. But yes. This girl, I don't know what to call her. She's just a Fennekin. Let's just call her a Fennekin. Oh, that's a random one. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a newer Pokemon. It's a yeah. it's a little psychic fire cat. Okay. <laughs> um, so um she's a stripper interesting but she before she became a stripper mm-hmm. she was a bus down sure 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 <laughs> she was a bus down yeah we have a very diverse audience and i don't know if they all know what that means <laughs> she was she was a whore okay we're... <laughs> there's really no better way of putting that I, yeah I don't, I don't know i was gonna say like the village i try to be subtle but... with it but not yeah. too as yeah. soon as he said the girl that everyone knows, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. There's, yeah. There's always one. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would know that from personal experience. I'm just saying 
I'm aware that that exists. It it exists. And so there she was go. there and um you know, I haven't seen her in a while. She she just had a baby. Mm, and so okay. she popped out and I was like, "Oh shit, you know like what's up? How you doing?" Ooh, ooh. And then uh she goes, "Come to the bathroom with me." Okay. And I'm like, fuck, like, I'm really not in my head. I'm like, I'm really not trying to do anything with you because I'm a changed man. Like, I'm really not trying to do nothing with you. Sure, sure. You trying to catch me off guard when I'm half naked. <laughs> off the hand dog. Yeah. But, but I got me. Sure, so sure. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I go with her and I'm like, actually, I'm about to change out of my clothes and put my real clothes on because I'm getting cold. Oh, yeah. She's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, why? She was like, because you look good with your little costume on. And she was like, come here. And then so she started like she started like twerking on me and shit. Oh, like, yeah, like secluded. Yeah. So everyone is over here. And remember, she brought me to the bathroom. So we're over here secluded in like a little hallway. Sure, sure. And so, yeah, she was like twerking on me and shit. And then I was like, all right, uh, I'm good. <laughs> like, that was it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm good. And then no mas. she was like, you know, what I'm saying like she knew what it was like she. She wasn't just doing that for me. <laughs> right, no. Wasn't doing it just no, for her either. But There's a mission was, here. It was just funny because, uh, cause, yeah, it's just like. Oh, did you? Me, no, no, no. The old me would have. Yeah, yeah. Wham, bam. It, boom. Packed it up. <laughs> Vince Carter. <laughs> Slamma jamma. <laughs> Game breaker style. Right? <laughs> But you didn't, though. You didn't. But no, I didn't. Hey, and gross. that's why it's funny. Because normally I would come back and tell you these stories, like, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? I was like, hey, we we'll, we'll, we'll go here, and then boom, boom, boom. Right. But no, not this time. Hey. I was, I was like, yeah, I'm good. And then later on that night, Machop made an appearance. So mm. Machop, who I've mentioned before in the past, yes. Um, I was around some of her family members. Okay. And her family members were like, oh yeah, like you know what I'm saying, like. We we know y'all mess with each other. And I'm like, wait, hold up. I haven't talked to her in like months. Oh God. <laughs> we don't really we don't talk anymore. Right. <laughs> like, I'm talking about. Right. But then they were like, but it's cool. Like one of her cousins came up to me and she was like, I know you fucking her. It's all good though. Like, go ahead, do you. Damn. <laughs> like, why are y'all like, coming at you like that? What? what? I don't know. <laughs> it was just Whoa. It was she must have been saying some shit then. Because if they all had the same notion. To say the same thing to you, like, that's been a conversation without so, you for a while. So she actually did mention something to them. Um, she. There's a laugh again. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so she said um, she, she said she wanted to have kids with me. <laughs> oh, like she wanted them back then when you guys were involved yeah. or like, yeah, okay, but not then. now. No. Nah. Okay, that's what I was like. Well, that's two different conversations here. We haven't talked in like months. Right. That's why I was gonna be like, "Whoa, if she wants him yeah. now." That's like, what? no, 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 yeah. Okay, good. But, but you, so yeah, before, she told him yes. that, and then she told him that like I called her a bitch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Did that actually happen? Well, kinda. Okay. Was, <laughs> so I was like, I was talking. Okay, so. Damn, y'all getting three stories out of me. Yeah, today. Woo, so, right away. It's been a backtrack. while. <laughs> so backtrack. <laughs> Let's go way back in the Maybach. Hop yeah. in. Boom. Skirt, skirt, skirt. All right. So one day, my chop was over at my house. Mm -hmm. And she was like, um, 
are you having sex with other girls? And I'm like, that's none of your business. I would never tell you. <laughs> what an answer. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. Oh, and, um, man. She took offense to that. Oh, you, you think? Yeah. And I'm like, what? wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I put my hands on my hips and I said, bitches be out here at Ox every weekend looking for a dick. But then she want to get mad at me because I maybe not even a fact. You don't even know. Maybe I could be fucking some other bitches on the side. Bitch going to get mad. I said it like that. <laughs> okay. Now it all makes sense. And they're coming at you a little bit. I wonder why. <laughs> wow. What a yeah. response. Cause she What's she brought some shit up about my ex and all type of shit, mm. and so that's why I said bitches. Cause I'm like y'all bitches, like what the fuck? Yeah, you get to that zone, it's hard to pull out of that. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, I shouldn't have said I should use the better word. You females could have used that, yes. but yes. I let my emotions get the best of me at the moment, and you know what I'm saying? I said bitches. See, but we're growing. We're, we're growing past that. We're growing. It is what it is. Like there you that go. happened. And it was what it was, and it is what it is. And to answer her question, yes, I was fucking other women. <laughs> we can answer it now, yes. But, <laughs> but were you guys also, like exclusive back then or like No, it, it was oh. none of her business. There you go. With with me, it was always like uh it was a business relationship, you know? Uh you give me something, I give you something. Transaction. Yeah. Um what we're exchanging doesn't need to be said because it's understood. It's understood. And it is what it is. And I mean I wasn't asking about her and other guys because I really don't give a damn. Because right. if I'm single, I'm gonna do me, and you are gonna do you. If it's I don't say anything about, you know, what I'm saying, if I don't ever sit you down and like, look, like I really fuck with you, you know, what I'm saying, woo, woo, woo. if I don't ever sit you down like that, then go ahead and do you, boo. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. I, that's fair though. Like it is. If that's the way it what? is. That's the way it is. Because I'm gonna do me, right? And I don't care what you say. <laughs> Hey. I mean, I'm not like that. I mean, obviously, no hoes no more, remember? But yes. that's just my mentality, though. There you go. But you're learning from that experience, Ooh. and you look back and go, hey, if it's today, I handle it differently. That's all that really matters now, like the progression yeah. now. So now that you've seen her again, was it awkward? I mean, Oh, no, I didn't see her. I seen her family members. Oh, just the family members. I thought you yep. said you might have run into her. And no, it wasn't awkward because like, I've, I've known them, and I was cool with them before I even met her. Like I didn't gotcha. even know they were related. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's good. Yeah. I mean, so, sounds like a pretty fun fucking party. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I was just with my guys the whole time. Like me, Psyduck, uh, fucking, uh, what I call him? <laughs> what did I call him? It was, oh, Mankey. <laughs> Mankey. Oh, Mankey. Yeah. Well, so you got <laughs> yeah. so many of them now. Oh, my yeah. God. I don't know how you keep checking all this shit. You must have a diagram <laughs> or something written down. <laughs> man. Good memory. That's dope. Man. That's fucking yeah. dope, man. Nothing yeah, better than some Halloween parties, yeah. man. Just turned up and just chilled, had a good time, and that was it. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's How was your up. Halloween weekend, my brother? Oh, man. So yesterday, was, I'll work backwards. Yesterday was a trick-or-treating, of course, in the city. And because we live in bitch-ass Wisconsin, it decided to snow again on trick-or-treating. Only on Halloween. Not any other day this week. Mm -mm. It decides to go from, like, 40 and, you know, fine to like 25 in a blizzard and it was also fine like in the morning there's a little bit of snow and then it just stopped and then waited until right we're about to pick up the kids and put them in costume and then it's just dumping snow everywhere i'm like great the things we do for kids and i know you don't know that yet but parents who listen to this shit 
man, we were out there. It didn't matter. I was bundled up. I had multiple layers on. The kids did not give a shit. And we just went trick-or-treating like nobody's business. They cleaned up mountains full of candy. And shout out to those parents who are in this neighborhood. It's a great fucking neighborhood I live in who give out shots of alcohol to adults and walk with their kids. The real MVPs. The real MVPs. Y'all should have took me with you. I mean, we never know. So it's like I I could have been one of the adopted children. You you fit. You totally fit. I know your ass wouldn't be wearing the Tarzan costume out there. Oh, no. I'll be out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how you lose a nipple, bro. It was fucking freezing, dude. That sucked. Oh man, I don't mind. Yeah, I'm a cold. wild boy. It's, it's it's where I'm from. It's my nature. So I guess, and if you pregame and shit, I guess it all works out just fine. Because I'm already hot. So exactly, you know. So you <laughs> see, if you gotta do it, then do it. But I'm not the one. I'm sorry. I need all the layers <laughs> I can do. And you know me, I don't like being hot. So I'm fine in the cold, but all the snow in my fucking face. I was like, this is the worst. But we got through it. Kids had a great time. Costumes were on point. Everybody had fun. Before that. I mentioned last week at the end that we kind of had a little surprise thing going on. Turns out it wasn't even a surprise, but a lot of the details were. It was my uh, stepfather's 60th birthday. Big, Mm. big birthday that my mom uh, was planning this for. I mean, it had to be the full year now. And I was was messaging you the whole time from the golf club we went to up in Lake Geneva. Beautiful part of Wisconsin. I call it the 1% land because... If your ass ain't making six figures, you don't even belong there. It, it ain't for you. But it's nice to go see it and kind of imagine how your life would be if you won the lottery. <laughs> so it is a gorgeous piece of land surrounding Lake Geneva and a few other lakes and rivers. And, I mean, the elites are up there, the nicest country clubs, the nicest restaurants. I mean, the B&Bs up there are fabulous. So we are up there, and I, it felt like my super sweet 16, bro. Like, this was <laughs> – my mom went – bonkers on this shit like head to toe this felt the closest i was gonna get to hollywood and i'm gonna show i forgot to show you the picture of my jacket maybe i showed you that or not but i'm gonna post it for nope, people to see you you oh man i got this fly ass like gold leaf jacket it's the it's the flashiest thing i've ever bought in my entire life bar Damn. none bar none oh don't get it twisted it was amazon it this wasn't it. but i looked like it cost it was like versace so <laughs> So we were That's all that matters. Yes, I was feeling real good. I was feeling myself hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, you know, family's up at the hotel, fucking nice hotel, amazing pool, you know, just amenities for days. And it, it was a really fucking nice time. It turned out really great. Had about, I don't know, 60 people show up, you know, terrific dinner, some nice speeches. Even a comedian showed up. That was interesting. Hey. And I'm all. I can't remember the guy's name, and I'm not going to sit here and bash anybody because it takes some balls to walk into a small ballroom of church folk and tell clean jokes when you're a dirty comedian. Those are my mom's instructions. Apparently, this was her husband's, like, a comedian that he always liked, but I know he he does dirty jokes. So my mom gave him rules where, like, I'll hire you, but you have to tell clean jokes. And I could tell from the get-go, he was like, fuck, that takes, like, 15 minutes out of my one hour long special, that's all I can do is 15. So that's fucking hard. And unfortunately for him, I don't think it went very well. Just to be quite honest, like, again, it's all tough. respect. All respect. It's tough. I couldn't fucking do it. I'm not an improv guy at all. What are you but supposed like, to joke about? Thank you. 
the guy <laughs> picked on pretty much one topic and just ran with it the whole time. So I was kind of like, all right. It was something about how his oh, because he had a baby and it came out white, but he didn't know that black babies do that because they they grow into the melanin sometimes. So that yeah. was his initial opening joke, and then it just kind of didn't get out of first gear for the rest of his entire fucking time. And I was like, oh, boy, you're hitting that white button like 30 times hoping to get a laugh. And it was getting to the point where, like, he's like, if somebody would laugh, he'd be like, oh, that guy knows what I'm talking about. Like, he's looking for his laughs. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I, was trying to, I was being very generous with the laughter because I would hate to be in that position. But it was an interesting monologue from the comedian. I think he did a a good job for what was asked of him. I think if he was allowed to do his real material, he would have been a lot funnier. So I blame my mom on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough job to ask. Oh boy. That's tough. Ugh. But it was it was a great night. The guy who had the easiest job was the bartender because we were throwing him back, throwing him back. A little <laughs> bit of music. DJ was really nice. And again, you can't beat the views. That country club right on the lake can't fucking beat it. I'll, I'll post some photos up. So everybody can kind of see. But again, if you're not from here and you're not familiar with Lake Geneva, same with Holy Hill, check it out. Wisconsin's got some gems when it comes mm-hmm. to sites to go see and places to go visit. So, yeah, we were at Kardashian level for a weekend. It was nice. Hey, fucking nice. That's all you need. It was good. It was good for the you, confidence. If you live it every day, it's like you take it for granted. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And this is, I mean, it was one of those things where I was looking around and we all had jobs to do, too. I was like the the initial host, so I would you you would walk in and I would show you where the bathrooms were and show you where to hang up your coat and then I would direct you to the the big room where you get your picture taken from a photographer and then my kids would take over and walk you to your table after you pick up your seat. So we had a nice system Damn. going. Yeah, it sounded it looked very fucking fancy. So all the country club folks who were walking by are like, "Ooh, like what the hell is this going on?" Like I kept looking at them like, "Yeah, I'm snoozing with the best of them right now. I'm trying to get some more <laughs> percenters." You know, I gave them a couple. Tips about the podcast and everything. So hopefully they're listening. We'll see. But okay, you know, hey, gotta gotta wheel hey, do where you can. If you're listening to us from that country club, say yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you never know. Maybe we gained a few new fans from that one. But my jacket definitely sealed the deal. I'll put it that way. That's how fly that jacket was. I gotta yeah, use it for something. I, I gotta figure out something else to use it for now because I would never wear that anywhere else. Other than Lake Geneva. So I got I to come, come up with something for it. And I think I will. <laughs> hey, man. It could be a, a dope Halloween costume. It could. It could. It could be shit. Some, what color is it? It's like gold. It's, so it's a black jacket, but it's covered in like gold leaf printed flowers. You go, if you do, what do you do for Christmas? So Christmas, and it's funny you mentioned that because I have a PSA about that later. But. <laughs> <laughs> But for Christmas, we really just kind of do like everyone does their own families because, you know, all my guys have a very small yeah. family. All the cousins are married. The brothers are mostly married. So, like, everyone does like the in laws' houses for Christmas, but we get together for our family on Thanksgiving, which is my shit. So, mm. that's that's usually what we do for that. So, Christmas, it's not like a dress up kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I could use that. The only thing I could think of. I'm actually going to officiate a wedding next year. Oh. Yes. I am. Technically, I am the minister, Siege. Oh, oh shit. I got minister. ordained. I got ordained online like a this year is, ago. This is like a this is like a Tyler Perry movie where you have a daughter that someone's trying to court and you're the minister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the girl 
was getting married. I mean, no, she's not young. She's almost young enough to be my daughter, but it's pretty close. But <laughs> it is very much like a Taylor Perry thing. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, that would be the jacket I'd probably use for that. Ooh, Except yeah. I, I might, I'm not trying to, you know, outshine the bride either. That's Unless a fly they look. wear a certain color. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Maybe. So. I got to ask her about that too. I can't remember what the hell their color scheme is, but mm. it, it that jacket might go with anything they pick. That'd be kind of nice. So we'll yeah. see. I have alternatives I'm shopping out. Actually, I got to show you some clips too about some other jackets I want to buy because mm-hmm. they have a, and no offense to anything about this, but like they're a little more of the Asian variety. Hey. So I'm like, I need a perspective here. <laughs> That's not the wife. Because she's going to think I look good in anything. Because I am. But <laughs> I need some real perspective. So remind me to send you some jackets. I got I got a few saved up that I'm like, ooh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yes, <laughs> nice. Sir. Yes, sir. What do you think, sir? Should we start the show? Cue the music. Yes, sir. <laughs> back folks welcome to the bank bro show how you doing we missed you again it feels like it's been weeks but it's only been one so thank you for coming back thank you for hitting play uh you know you know my name it's siege hi i'm the problem it's siege and if he ain't ryan he ain't trying Hmm. (laughs) and he'll be lying that's oh here's the bars here we go we (laughs) just had the music episode i'm wearing the led zeppelin shirt and here we go with music again, but we won't digress too far on that one. But yes, another week in the books here. Lots of sports still going on right now. And again, no matter what you're into, there's something for you. Maybe not on this show, because we don't talk about baseball in that weak-ass World Series that nobody's watching. We're not going into that. <laughs> that means we got something for you. That means we got something for you. We got something for you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but plenty to talk about tonight. Most of it is going to be basketball-related because already... I think it's already a spicy start to their season. Before Mm -hmm. we get into that, though, we got to talk about a fight because we love talking about the fights around here. And it's not UFC. This is a fight that we've kind of skipped over a little bit when it comes to just letting you know about it. But, Mm -hmm. hey, it went down this past weekend, and it's actually a pretty big deal. And I know this guy wants to talk about it because of how it ended, too. So there was a big boxing match between the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury, and the former UFC heavyweight champion, Francis Ngannou, who we are a big fan of as well. And for those of you living under a rock, Francis Ngannou had a big controversy. He was due for a big contract extension with the UFC. Like I said, he just won a championship. He was pretty much on top of the world. Lots of contenders lined up. And the money was coming. And him and Dana White, president of the UFC, had this big public falling out because Ngannou wanted his next contract extension to include a boxing aspect. He's always wanted to get in the ring with a boxer. He's always wanted to test his medal against some of the best boxers in the world. Because if you haven't seen Nganu, fucking Google him. That guy is a, an absolute animal. He's humongous. Why wouldn't you want to go punch someone in the face just for fun? You know? And, with some heavier and just, gloves. And, and just to add, uh, Nganu said in the interview that he's always been a big fan of Mike Tyson. Yes. And that's who he always wanted to be. 
Absolutely. And so boxing yeah. for him, he said, was always the goal. Love it. And then Mike Tyson is one of the absolute goats, the gods of boxing. So, of course. In my opinion, every... he, he's my goat. Uh, yes. Now, for me specifically, yes, I know more about Muhammad Ali, and I love everything about him, and I understand that he is the goat. But, yes, Tyson, for me, growing up, was the guy. Like, every big boxing moment I can remember, a lot of it had to do with Tyson. So, yeah. I don't blame him. I, Tyson's an amazing man. So, this ended up causing a giant fallout, and Francis Ngannou ended up leaving his contract, didn't get re-signed, they were done, split ties, him and Dana were just, like, talking a bunch of shit about each other. What it is. Ngannou ended up just kind of sitting out, and just building a ton of hype and getting noise for this fight where he wanted to take on Fury. He wanted to test himself right away. Ends up getting the fight signed, and here we are. They end up facing each other, and Fury, again, has kind of been in and out of retirement. He's he's kind of done it all. I believe he's still undefeated. Like, the guy's just done everything in boxing, so he's been on a reality show about his life after retirement, which is actually pretty great, very entertaining, and then he keeps kind of dipping his toe back in like he doesn't want to retire. It's one of those like Tom Brady things where you kind of go, you've done it all, now what? I'm going to spend time with my family. Then he spends six weeks there and goes, I got to go back to work. <laughs> like just, I, I don't blame him. Guys like that are just wired differently. They can't just sit still. And a uh, big old meathead like Fury, as much as everybody loves him, I didn't buy his retirement one bit. I said, you still got some meat on the bone there, bro. Like, why the fuck not? So here we go. And I love that this man brought up Mike Tyson. Because of all people, Nagano ended up getting Mike Tyson to be on his coaching staff as a mentor. That's bananas. You got Mike Tyson in your corner helping you get ready for the heavyweight champion of the world. It's real named after Mike Tyson. Exactly. <laughs> Tyson Fury <laughs> is named after Mike Tyson. Like, this is straight out of a fucking movie. That's not, yeah. that's, this is Rocky, Everyone, essentially. Nganu, Mike Tyson, and Tyson Fury. They all oh, got the right. movie, and it's all intertwining at the moment. You can't fucking write that shit. That's no. so amazing. So, boxing match starts. Ding, ding, ding. Tyson Fury comes out quick with the right hand. Woo! And right at this moment, this was a different Tyson Fury. Because <laughs> yes. normally Tyson Fury does not come out and show you his right hand right away, nor does he come out and steps towards you, pushes you back right away. No. Tyson Fury, he's more methodical with it. He'll come out to the center of the, uh, I almost said octagon, of the ring. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> he almost came, he always comes out to the center of the ring and he texts you. You know, he gives you these feints. <laughs> they can't see you, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. But, and so right at this moment, I knew this fight was going to go sideways because I knew Tyson Fury did not take Francis Ngannou seriously. No. So I think... I don't think he trained the way he would have trained for a Wilder or for an Usyk, who he would get into in a bit. Absolutely. Um, so Francis Ngannou, like nobody thought he would. He stayed disciplined throughout all the rounds, throughout mm. the early rounds. He didn't overextend himself at, at all. Nope. Everything he threw, he brought right back. He kept his hands up. Right. That was the question. Was he going to keep his hands up with the heavier gloves? Mm -hmm. Was he going to get fatigued? That's tough. He did not look fatigued at all throughout that match. So the match goes on. I think it goes on around two. And then Ganu knocks down Tyson Fury. Knocks down amazing. Tyson Fury with, I believe, was a left hook. It absolutely was. It was beautiful. Boom. Beautiful. Perfectly placed. Caught he landed him. as Tyson Fury was escaping after Tyson Fury was attacking. Yep. Boom. Hit him. 
right on his ass. Right on his ass. And I love that it was a left hook because Mike Tyson had a hell of a left hook. Yes. The, Tyson's <laughs> face was perfect in that shot. He was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Ghanu, right at that moment, shocked the world. And you could feel the air in the stadium just <laughs> shit the team in Ghanu. <laughs> right at that moment. He turned all yes. those naysayers into believers. The look on Tyson Fury's face was like, oh, shit. This guy's actually for real. This ain't no Diaz against or Tyron Woodley. No, this, this, no. this is Ghanu. This is a fucking fight. This is a fucking fight. And if this was in a cage and Ghana would have been on top of him, smashing, grounding, and pounding him. Exactly. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> but accurate, though. Totally yes. accurate. <laughs> um, And so the fight goes on. Um, And Ngannou, he's landing the heavier punches. Mm-hmm. But Tyson Fury is landing his jab. He's just getting out the way. He's not doing too much. No. But he's landing his jab. And so we make it all the way to the decision where no one thought Ngannou was going to go. Mm. That's what, 10 rounds? I believe it's 10 rounds. I believe. Yeah, it went all, all 10, 10 rounds. rounds. That's right. And the first judge scored it for Fury. 96-93. Second judge scored it for Ngannou. 95-94. And who wins by majority decision? Yeah. The Lenio heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. 95-94 to Fury for the win. And <laughs> How I do you have, feel about uh, that, sir? I rewatched the match. Yeah, me too. Everything I just said, I still stand by. Tyson Fury, if they say Tyson Fury won, they are saying, not me, the judges are saying Tyson Fury won because he landed his jab all night long. Yep. So he won by jabbing, is what they're telling me. Because the he, didn't boxing. Win. he didn't win by getting hit or by not, not getting hit. Right. Because he was getting hit. He was getting oh, touched. Oh, yeah. And Ganu was touching him with the heavier shots. Yep. And that's why I believe the judges got it wrong. The heavier shots was landed were landed by Nganu. Whether he mm-hmm. got outlanded by Fury or not shouldn't matter because he landed the more significant strikes, right? That's right. He got the knockdown. Also true. He didn't touch the canvas. He didn't even breathe on the canvas. Nope. Not even close to it. Didn't even look hurt throughout <laughs> the entire fight. Took all of Tyson's jabs on the chin or he made a miss. That's right. He didn't look phased not one time. At the end of the fight, he looked like he had more energy than Tyson. Tyson looked more fatigued than Nganu. And oh, that was yeah. surprising to a lot of people. Tim Bradley said it on the broadcast. He was like, I did not expect Nganu to go out 10 rounds. Nope. I thought he'd be exhausted. I thought Tyson would put him away. No. And that's Everyone the thing. That. Yes. And Nganu, like, you say they weren't <laughs> exhausted. My thing is, like, that last, like, three rounds or so, they both looked tired. But Nagano kept pushing the pace, even though yes. he looked like he was tired. They're like he was yes. running out of gas. That was a surprising thing to me. I'm like, you would think at this point, because Nagano's never been in a 10 round anything before. So mm-hmm. like the endurance factor I thought was gonna, you know, go for Fury for sure. Uh-uh. Like you said, Nagano looked pretty fresh. Not a cut pretty, on the guy. So Yeah, pretty damn fresh. Like you mm. said, he kept his pressure consistent. Yes. It wasn't too much. Remember, like I said, he stayed disciplined, didn't go for any of the feints, kept his right. hands up, hit, hit, jab, jab, slip. He was a That's disciplined it. fighter. He showcased skills. And in my opinion, I may be getting a little ahead of myself, <laughs> but he could be world heavyweight champion of the world if he continue, uh, continues boxing. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, yo, kind of give him some more reps out there. He might be a title holder very fucking soon. If he, if he did that to, to Fury, I'm picking him to beat 
a lot of guys. <laughs> Hold on. I'm Ooh. picking him to beat Deontay Wilder. Ooh, I would love to see it. Now, that would be someone's getting knocked the fuck out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's going like to sleep. Two sluggers, all right? Monsters. See, Fury's a technical boxer. Yes. But Nganu, if you haven't seen a UFC fight with Nganu, oh, he'll just come at you and throw these heavy uppercuts, heavy hooks, and you don't last long. He's a total fucking mauler. And yeah. again, I I implore you, Google that man. He Google looks, he looks no, like no, he's no, mad no. at granted. YouTube him. Actually, YouTube him. YouTube him, yeah. See him in action for sure. I just meant just look at his body type. Like, the guy is physically built like a damn mountain. So, like, yes, I want to see him in the ring again, please. That'd be fucking yeah. dope. Now... My question again, because I know you're saying judges got it wrong, <laughs> and I asked this online too. Do you really think they were ever going to judge this one fairly? Ever? No. no. Absolutely not. Unless Nganu no. was like consistently dropping them, like round after round after round. If Nganu landed five knockdowns, like scattered throughout that fight, then you have to give it to Nganu because he never touched the canvas. And do you though? Fury do touched the canvas know? five separate occasions. That, I'm just saying, what if? Like, you know what I'm saying? If that. Oh, happens. I know. I'm saying, even let's no, say that did happen. Even, you still think they would let that happen, huh? I mean, you, ha- you have win. to give it to Nganu at that point. You have to. I absolutely agree. You have to. What I'm but saying is, and I, I don't want to put anything out yeah. there, but like, again, this is Saudi Arabia. Even if it was <laughs> obvious as day to people like us and even casuals, Saudi Arabia, and for people who don't know, they are due to have more boxing reviews in Saudi Arabia, which is just tons and tons of money. Saudi's got money for years and years and years to pay out anything they want. That stadium was fucking beautiful. It was beautiful stadium. The ring came up from the ground. Isn't that fucking dope? dope. So, like, you can say what you want about where Saudi gets their money, which, again, we're not going to say anything like that because we're not political, but Saudi puts on a fucking show, no matter what the sport is. Absolutely. So, all I'm saying is, and we'll talk about the reason why I'm talking about it, after the fight, and Fury was declared the winner, his next opponent, Alexander Usyk, is in the ring, already getting interviewed about their heavyweight championship fight that was signed weeks ago for Saudi Arabia in Riyadh. So that is something that was already planned before the Nagano fight was even put together. So mm-hmm. my thing is, and that's also a two-way contract for a rematch. So you're mm-hmm. already going to get, like, two fights back-to-back at, at, at minimum for Fury and Usyk. So my thing is, unless Nagano literally knocked Fury out, TKO, I don't think any judge was going to let that happen because if, if Nagano ended up winning against Fury, that two-way, big-time money fight that he's got coming up is dead in the water, at least when it comes to hype and interest and money that could generate from it. I don't think they let anybody touch that potential. So I think they would have fixed this shit. Like, the guy would have got him five times, and then someone would have put, like, a thumbtack in his boot so Fury could knock his ass out or something. Like, something <laughs> Vegas-like would have happened to make sure the guy was never walking out with a fucking yeah. win. That's no, what yeah. I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, and, and what I'm getting at is it was going to be impossible for Ngannou to win on, on the cards. Because impossible. there's no way he's knocking Fury down five different times. God, no. Fury's not, not going down that many times. No, he's no. not. No, um, and that's what I was saying was, and I think the guy who knew it too. He's like, if it gets the judges, I'm not winning. Like, yeah. he he knows what the deal is. Yeah, yeah. Different situation yeah, though. Different situation. Honestly, Nganu probably should have won that fucking fight. Like that. Yeah, I, no, I he, saw way more from him than I did from Fury. He's the people's champ. Absolutely. Like, he he held it down for all the MMA fighters for real. 
Like Man. now the MMA fighters can finally say, yeah, we got someone. You know what yes. I'm saying? All the, the other people that represented us were not true boxers. This That's guy, right. though, he's a true boxer. And there's more in the UFC. Like, I think Max Holloway would be amazing. At Great. Oh, yeah. Give uh, me that, Dustin please. Poirier would be amazing. Dope. Dope. Uh, obviously, Izzy. All Izzy. Um, Volk, I don't know. Mm. Because his boxing isn't great, he mixes everything up so well. That's what makes he does. him amazing. Yeah, right. Um, I think Dan Hooker would be a good boxer. Hooker would be dope. I want to see Kevin yeah. Holland in a boxing ring. Kevin Holland too. He has a strong has right hand. Fucking reach he's got. Like reach yes, too. yes. Um, this yeah, opens so the door. Guys. Yeah, there's a lot of guys in the UFC that I believe can transition over and be great boxers. Absolutely. I hope we see more of it. And I mean, that's something more of a pipe dream because I doubt they're all going to get paid like the guys about to get paid. But still, like it's just another avenue for them to get some recognition, get some payment, get you know, secure more of a future. Why the fuck not? Let's. I'm not sure yeah. why Dana White has such a sick of his ass in the first place about the whole thing. Like, it's only good for both sports. And there's absolutely way more money in boxing than there is in the UFC. Oh yeah, because oh, a yeah. fight pays you what 50k, 100k, something like that. And right. In boxing, you can make millions. Millions. And Ganu made millions <laughs> on one fucking fight that's on the one thing. fight this fury and Usyk match and possible rematch that's probably 10 million a pop for both those guys like yeah. damn damn that's one fucking fight and reminder this is boxing i think Usyk had one fight last year i think he has one fight a year so like and he won that on a split decision against anthony yes. joshua thank <laughs> you <laughs> like there are worse ways of making money, is all I'm saying. Like, holy shit. <laughs> God, please sign me up. Don't sign me up because I'll be a terrible fucking boxer. But still. Hey, maybe a, I'll do a it. Nice, that, that shit. That, I'll I get a couple fights. You. I'll get a couple fights. I already wanted to manifest this, and we talked about this. I, I'm still on that vision of you getting in that boxing ring, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen one day. Happen. It'll happen one day. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. That was the fight, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Nganu, we feel he got pretty robbed, but at the same time, we both feel he didn't have a chance unless he actually knocked the fuck out of him. So yeah, it was an amazing showing. Hats off to him. Props to him. All the fucking love. Just yeah. And again, no disrespect to Fury. Fury's no. an amazing fighter, too. He's a champ. You know? Amazing fighter. Why do you think he didn't get knocked out? Exactly. Like, <laughs> there's a reason he's the guy. Yeah. So like, the guy yeah. comes in on a throne every time he goes to a fucking boxing ring. So there's a reason yeah. for that. Mad respect. So yeah, Fury would have KO'd any heavyweight in the ring, and I think he's going to KO Usyk. If I'm being honest, I think that's the same. Yeah, <laughs> I, Usyk. I mean, the guy was what a welterweight champ before this. Yeah, he yeah he's been, he's been he's moving, been moving up. up, but like yeah. Fury's been here. He's been on the mountain Fury, top, bro. And Fury's fucking huge. He's a big old boy. So he's six nine, like an eighty five inch reach. <laughs> yeah. Good fucking luck knocking him out. Like, yeah. Like, trying to knock out a fucking pile of mashed potatoes. Like, what? You're just not <laughs> going. It's like fighting a muck. Like, you're just not going to win. You just, you're going to just get sucked in. I'm not calling him yeah. bad or anything. He's just a massive man. <laughs> yeah. God. Good God. But anyway, we digress. Moving on to the rest of the show, which we are going to center on everyone's favorite basketball association other than. Noah Lyles. Um, yes, the <laughs> NBA and its return to your televisions this past week. Now, this man I know wants to talk about a certain somebody who 
was the number one draft pick last season coming into this year. And this man we talked about actually at length. His name is Victor Wembanyama, who is at a, length. I like what you at, said. You like that, right? Because that man is what seven foot four. Yeah, I believe just yeah. jolly green giant, slender man, as they call him now. So <laughs> this cat is a ridiculous specimen to watch on a basketball court, especially going against the likes of like KD. And his first week in the NBA was very. Interesting to say the least. I'll let this man talk about it because I'm gonna go blow my nose because I'm no, actually, running because I'm talking so much. I want to hear what you think first. I want to hear what hmm. you, so we'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. Again, I feel good, but my nose is still running a little bit. So one second. Yes, sir. Yeah. So Siege muted his mic, but I know he can still hear me. Hope you guys had a great Halloween, man, because Halloween is one of those few times where women can dress up as sluts and no one gives a shit. But my thing is, why can't they dress like that all the time and nobody gives a shit? Right? Because like Look, just because a girl has her nipple showing and you can see her ass crack when she bends over to pick something up, that doesn't mean she's a whore. What if she's just extremely hot, like physically and like temperature wise? You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Well, welcome back, my guy. <laughs> yes, I did hear all that. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but you can't <laughs> say that, though. That's the thing, man. Oh, my goodness. Okay. My my quick thoughts of Wimbayama, because I only watched like a couple of his fucking games and the rest of his highlights yeah. Um, yeah. for the week. I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Honestly, the kid has got fucking talent. And when you're 7'4", and we've seen it before, and, and Chad brought this up on the show before, good old Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Wimbayama is not the first 7'4 guy we've seen in the NBA. He's not. But, yes, when it comes to a 7'4 guy, and I think I mentioned this before, the one thing you never think they're going to have is handles. <laughs> like, because they're just gigantic. They're just lengthy dudes. They're ridiculously tall. But Victor Wimayama, I am seeing, and he's not perfect. He's not having amazing breakout games or anything like that. But he's doing all the right things a rookie should fucking do. He's going against superstars. And he's not shying away from it. He's not letting KD get on his fucking ass. Like, it's hard to stop the guy, but he's not unstoppable yet. I think with a, a few more years of this, he's going to be a real fucking monster. But for now, I'm loving it. I think he's handling pressure well. I think he's getting in the paint where he needs to. He's getting easy fucking shots. The only fucking thing that I'm like, oh, he's got to work on it. And I hate that Shaq said it first because I agree with them. It's the passing. Passing is just a little weak, but I can't blame the guy because, again, if you have a – what is this wingspan? Like, it's, ridiculous. It's crazy. He doesn't need a jump to dunk. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's it's too tall. So for him to try to pass it to you, if he goes like full speed with a pass, he's gonna sail it past your fucking head. Like, or if he extends, he's gonna hit you in the face. Exactly. With so, his hands. <laughs> right. That's really been the only real like. Oh, that was a bad one. Oh, that's a bad one too. Like, that's yeah. the only thing I noticed. But I'm like, let the man adjust. He's a kid. Let the kid adjust. He will get there, and eventually yeah. he's gonna get his touch right, where his passing is gonna be very fucking crisp. So lots of fundamentals are there. He's getting, he's starting to get wins for the Spurs now, too. So, like, mm -hmm. that's important to start stringing some wins along. And with San Antonio, I think I hate it when they drafted him because I'm like, of course they did. Damn it. He's a good fit. I yeah. think he had the perfect coach for a, a player of his kind of talent. Absolutely. And I think the sky's the limit for the kid. And you're going to hear about him all fucking season because, damn, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I agree. I think he showed why he's, he was the number one pick because when worse comes to worse, the thing I've seen from him that I like the most is his defense. Absolutely. He, How can he not, not be good at defense? Guy, right? 
He's no. not the biggest guy, right? But what he <laughs> right. does is he plays with leverage and he plays at his height very well. Yes. He blocks a lot of shots. Uh, he's averaging two blocks a game. And mm. it's only been a couple games, but he's averaging like two blocks a game. That's yeah. very good to see. He's not even playing a full 30 minutes a game yet. Right. Um, so his defense looks very good. He looks good even switching on guards. Um mm. Katie hit a fadeaway on him uh at the buzzer going into halftime. And um, although KD hit it, he played KD very well. It was good yes. defense. It was just when you have somebody of that caliber on offense, they're going to make tough shots. And KD made a tough shot. Did you see that photo of KD over him? Oh, my God. It was like that... such a high release point. Because oh. to see how tall Wimbenyama is. Right. And then to see where KD released that ball. Oh, like my God. Such a high angle. Shot. Oh, you put such that photo beat. in the Sistine Chapel, baby. Like, yeah. amazing photo. Like fuck, fuck a dunk, right? No, that was give like, me that. It was so beautiful the way right. Katie was releasing it. There was no pressure on his mind. No rainbow is, shot. Like that is generational talent, people. But anyway, we're talking mind. about him. No, not Katie. We know Katie. Not we Katie. know it. We know. We know him. <laughs> um, and you brought it up. Another thing that I really like about him is is his ball handling. Yeah. At that size, he's been able to take bigs off the dribble, finish at the rim, blow mm-hmm. by slower bigs, finish above the rim. Um, he's shown great athleticism and fluidity at that size, which we've never seen before. Right. Um, Bobo, yes, he can do some of the things that Wemby can do, but he's not sure. as fluid. There's a different no. level of fluidity with Wemby. Absolutely. Um, and to explain it for the audience who hasn't seen him play, mm. um, I would say it's like watching, watching Wemby play – it's like watching Chris Brown dance. Like for someone oh! that size. <laughs> That's like pretty he, accurate. He's very smooth for someone that size. I've been very impressed with Wemby. I seen him. He caught it from <laughs> this is crazy. So he caught it from the left block, mm. took one dribble, spun. He was at the other block Dang. and dunked it. <laughs> How the fuck do you cover that? Like, <laughs> what? He to cover all that ground and move that smoothly. And dunk it at that size and that length. That is you, very impressive. I don't do know what do? to call it. You, <laughs> you can't defend that. And no. Paul George said it best on his podcast. I don't know how the fuck we gonna guard him. That's what right. Paul George said. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Like just yeah. damn. Like you let those go. Like, all right, you got it. <laughs> fuck. Moving on. <laughs> but but um there's been some things that I think he can improve on too. Sure. Uh one of those things are his turnovers, and you you brought it up. It's the mm. passing, the lazy passing. It's yeah. um, sometimes being too tall, and he just can't help it. Sometimes he's too tall, but sometimes he dribbles into the double team. And yeah. so when you're 7'4", and the guy you're dribbling into is 6'2", he's just going to do this, and the ball's going to fall into his arms. Right. <laughs> you're covering all that ground. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, bro. Good to yeah. down here. I'll, oh, I'll sorry. Sorry. Let's... He's down the yep. other end. Stepped over him. <laughs> and so some of the things he can't help, but he can't control the passing. And yes. you brought it up earlier. I'm glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the strength. Sometimes he gets pushed out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the paint, out of position when he's posting up. Who's getting yeah. moved around by KD? All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the I sticks mean, down there. And yeah. he's getting he's getting moved around by KD. I watched that whole game. It was a great game. Suns came yes. back and won. If y'all missed it, uh, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal need to come back ASAP because when KD needs his teammate most, they go ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely noticed. And holy but shit, <laughs> it's just the beginning of the season, so let's give him time. That's right. But back That's to right. Wemby. Um, 
but that's really it. Uh, the strength, uh, that's going to come with time. Turnovers, that's going to come with time, too. Just give the kid some time. He's 19. Um, but that's really it. Uh, that's causing him to play way behind the three-point line. And he's settling a little too much for jump shots. Mm. Uh, he can shoot those. He can hit those. We know that. But uh, his bread and butter is going to be the high post. And he has to learn how to dominate that the same way KD did because he mm. has that touch. Yes. Uh, he has the ability to make plays, to take bigs off the dribble, to make passes. It's just sometimes he gets lazy. That's so right. there's some things he obviously has to clean up. But, hey, he's a rookie, and he's been looking very, very dominant. Absolutely. The minutes he's been playing, um, impact has been felt every single game. Every single game he makes a play where you're like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah, a lot of eye-opening ones where I was like, holy shit. So yeah. I get it. It's one of those things now where you go, Okay, the hype is real. I get why he's number one prospect, and damn it, he's he's looking like every bit of a number one. I every bit. Okay, I, I got nothing to knock against him. The few things that we've talked about were weaknesses are coachable. They're fixable yeah. things. So yeah, they're um, that's, that's important. The only thing that isn't fixable is being that high and dribbling into double teams. But you right. can stop the dribbling into double teams. That's and true. that's going to come with coaching, and he got popped for that. And it's going to come yeah. with experience too. He got it. Yeah. I think you would have a much worse chance if Pop wasn't your guy. So, like, I'm pretty sure he's in good hands. Wemby is going to get the fundamentals he needs to be a nasty threat in this league. And I'm all about it. I do agree. Maybe add a little bit of muscle. Maybe hit the gym a little bit more. I mean, he's not too much. A B, just a little. Not too much. Yeah. Just a little bit. Add a little more pounds to it just so you don't get moved around so much. But, you know, maybe an extra cheeseburger or two, bro. You'll be all right. You'll be just fine. <laughs> or four or five. Or four or five. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into our next NBA topic, I have a PSA, and it's probably the most important PSA I will ever say on this podcast. And I know where you're going. It's perfect because this is November 1st that we're recording it. It'll be the Saturday after, after you hear this, but this stands true because this has been my thing for my entire fucking life. PSA is this. This is Thanksgiving season. Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes. Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes. Beans, creams, potatoes, creams, potatoes, beans, 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 beans. Boom. It's not Christmas. I've had to hear about Christmas season since July. And I am fortunate to have a wife who adores Christmas. She bleeds red and green, elf on the TV every other weekend if she wanted to. I got to stop her all the time. I love that she loves it. it. It makes all the magic happen for her. But for those who are like me, and I know you're out there, folks, boys and girls, friends and families, whoever the hell you are listening to this, if you are like me and you do all the cooking for Thanksgiving from fucking scratch, by the way, that's mm. me. Mm. This is my time to shine. Ever since I've had my house for over five years now, and we have hosted Thanksgiving dinner. I just mentioned it earlier in the podcast <laughs> where my family comes to my house. For Thanksgiving, we are in the perfect location where everyone can come to my house and no one's driving too far. Everyone can have a few drinks. Everyone can watch football. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and I stand by it. I don't care what the fucking song says. Thanksgiving is the best, especially after you're a parent, because now Christmas is just it's a show. Now it's the pressure. Now we got to get everything going. Now the kids have to behave. Now they need every gift possible. Now you got to get Santa involved and call him up. There's so much pressure on Christmas to perform as a dad. Thanksgiving, it ends with me. It ends with these hands. It ends with my cooking and people telling me my cooking is amazing. 
And that's why I put the effort in. That's why everything is from scratch. That's why that fucking mixer is on my table to make a fucking cheesecake every mm. fucking year. My mm. shit, I get up at like 6 a.m. to make my shit. And that's the mm. third day. That's three days after the like the next the week of Thanksgiving. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. I'm prepping shit for days, motherfuckers. Because mm-hmm. turkey you, takes forever to make. Absolutely. That's by itself. You gotta prep that shit before you throw it in for how many god hours. The point is this again, people. Don't try to piss all over Thanksgiving. This isn't mm-hmm. Christmas Thanksgiving time. It's nothing shared. Stay in your lane. You have your moment because Christmas is, in my opinion, the day when Thanksgiving is over. I you could even say when dessert has been eaten on Thanksgiving night, start your Christmas stuff. Go right ahead. Because you still get 30 full fucking days of Christmas before the actual Christmas date. Ain't that yeah. enough? Isn't that enough? Yeah. Thanksgiving, I get like a couple of days of it. It's really just one day. No yeah. one says the 25 days of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, it's not fuck? about that. It's it's a whole thing. It just, it just, it sucks up everything around it. So people want Christmas in July. I won't rant about it any further. The point is, this is Thanksgiving. This is my time. Let me have my time. Your time is coming very fucking soon. That's the PSA, and it is completed. Yeah. That is the you best holiday of the year. Thanksgiving it is. is the best holiday of the year because all you do is eat and watch football. Right. What else do you want? I get a little whiskey. Nothing. There's Not always football. There's always good times. There's games. Like, what? And there's no pressure. And guess what? Go anywhere. And the Lions always play. Exactly. I know you <laughs> love that shit. So, like, what is there else that you need for a holiday? I don't have to get anything else. I don't have to buy anything for anybody else. It's all mine. Let me have my time. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. I don't want to share it. I don't want to share it with Santa. That's my shit. <laughs> Santa ain't my in my kitchen cooking. Hell Mother, no. Motherfucker. But I digress. <laughs> Back to the NBA. That was a Nate Diaz motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it, as you can tell, it's pretty personal for me. I just deal with this shit every fucking year. I'm like, dude, that's my fucking time. Everybody's always stomping on my time. As soon as Halloween was over, everybody's like, well, it's Christmas time. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Y'all got another month. Fucking hold out. You you were you were taught in school, elementary school, to wait your turn. Stand mm. in line, wait your turn. Mm. That goes for Thanksgiving too. It ain't your time yet. It's not your turn. It's my turn. <laughs> God. Anyway, yes. Back to the NBA. I want to talk about one Mr. James Harden because my God, this is a. <laughs> he said, "My God, this isn't one of those living under a rock things." Because I just I don't blame you if you don't know. James Harden is one of those polarizing figures in the NBA who has gone on many teams. He's always been a superstar. He's always been a great fucking player. But there's there seems to be something personal with him going on. Philadelphia 76ers, who he was a part of that team, they had a giant falling out, tons of drama in the offseason where he's talking mad shit about the GM. He doesn't want to be part of the team anymore. It got to the point where he stopped even traveling with the Sixers to go to games this fucking season. And everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? So... Big fucking news, the Sixers ended up trading James Harden to the Los Angeles Clippers. And I wanted to get your opinion on this one. Now, the trade was Robert Covington. Covington. Yep, two others, I think, are part of that one, too. So, a few players there. They got two picks from OKC? I think one from OKC. Actually, it might be two, actually. And, like, a 2028 unprotected first round, two second rounds, a pick swap. It's a whole package of picks and players. They got James James Harden, Harden, DJ Tucker. Yeah, Petrusive. I think that was it. I think those are still three guys. Yeah. 
for so, Marcus Morris, Robert Cummings. Oh, yeah, they didn't give up nobody, really. Yeah, exactly. This is just kind of one of those moves where it's just like, just get them off our fucking team. Like, cool. So I want to know your thoughts on this trade, especially now that he goes, he gets to go back home and play for his Clippers that, you know, he's a California kid himself. Mm-hmm. And he gets to join this, I would say, threesome of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, James, and you know. And now you got Russ Westbrook, too. So he gets his boy back. I wouldn't call it a big four just because they're not those guys anymore, but they're still all very fucking talented. Hey, that was a bar. (laughs) It just kind of rolls off sometimes, you know. Um, What do you think about this trade? A, does it make a big difference for the Clippers? And B, about how the whole thing just went down? Like, how do you feel about that whole thing? Uh, I'll answer B first. How it all went down was pretty fucking stupid, if you ask me. <laughs> I uh, agree. I understand James Harden's frustration. I really yep. do. Um, I d- don't know what happened behind closed doors. Nobody um, does. But I can tell you one thing. I can tell you uh, I don't like the teams that Daryl Morey assembles, and I think that's what made James Harden mad. So I don't mm. blame him. But I think he should have handled himself like a professional. Agreed. That's just my opinion. Mine too. Absolutely um, agree. But, I mean, who am I to tell a man how to be a man? So, hey, James Harden did what he did, right? And now he is where he is. True. Very true. Now, does this make a big difference for the Clippers? I Mm. think yes. And let me tell you why. Ah, all right. Not in the way you think. Not in the way you think. Okay. I think it drastically lowers their chances to advance in the playoffs. Mm. I believe – I was going to come on this show, and I was going to tell the people – (laughs) <laughs> My team to look out for in the West are the L.A. Clippers. Mm. But now, I don't believe that. Think, oh, man. <laughs> there's only one basketball. And look, who are you going to bench? None of them. You're not going to bench a guys. single one of them. None it's of It's going to be Russ, Harden, Kawhi, PG, and then Zubak. Yep. Poor Zubak. He's just going to be a rebounder. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and Zubac Basic is a good player. Yeah. But that's the point. Like, all of these dudes are going to need the ball. Yep. Ball centric. There's only one way this thing works. A, they all stay healthy and they play this entire season together. Yeah. And that's going to lead to them figuring out who's going to have to defer. And more than likely, guess who it's going to be? And I think it's going to be the be- the worst decision ever Paul mm. George. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be Paul George because he's too nice of a guy. And so he'll be the first one to say, I'll sacrifice. Right. And and he's he's arguably the best spot-up shooter they got. I agree with that. I think he's a better shooter than James Harden. James Harden just shoots more. But yes. anyway, I digress. <laughs> um. So, yes, there's only one basketball. Number two, their role players, Terrence Mann and Bones Highland specifically, their minutes are going to go down. Mm. Now, I mentioned those two guys because I thought those two guys were going to play big down the stretch with the Clippers because they played in big games and big moments with the Clippers already, with Kawhi being out, PG being out at certain times, all of last season. So those two guys are going to be ready to go for big playoff time minutes. Yeah. They are good for 10, not even 10. They're good for like 20 minutes a game in a playoff series. They will be. Just watch how the season plays out. But that's <laughs> not going to happen because James Harden is in town to steal minutes. Ugh, that's all he's there for. That's it. And we know what James Harden we're going to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We've seen it every single year of his career. Sometimes he doesn't even play. Nope. Sometimes he's just out there passing the ball. Just bullshitting. 
<laughs> we don't we don't see the James Harden in the playoffs that we see in the regular season consistently enough. Never. No. We've seen him in spurts and moments. Yeah. I remember when he played with the Thunder and he was coming off the bench and he killed San Antonio. He was the main contributor as to why OKC went to the finals. But Boom. then in the finals, he disappeared. Yep. See you later. So this has been James Harden just his entire career, just inconsistency in the playoffs. It's not that he's a bad player. No. But we've just seen it time and time again. And I'll bring up another guy Mm. who's going to have a diminished role, Russell Westbrook. Mm, That one, yeah. I love Russell Westbrook's role for this team before James Harden got here because he played with pace, something that Kawhi and PG don't play with because, you know, they're very smooth players, so they're going to play at their own pace, right? Absolutely. Just like Kevin Durant, they're going to play at their own pace. But Russ, if he gets the rebound, oh, he's the energizer bunny. He's going to try to beat (laughs) him all the way down to the rim, and if he does, he's going to lay the ball up. And they let Russ go, and that's why Russ was very successful uh, in his short time with the Clippers. And yeah. that's why he's back on that team because the Clippers realize, hey, we can use this guy because he brings a different element to our team that we don't have. Mm. And now he's not going to be touching the ball as much because James Harden's going to have the ball in his hands. Because you're paying this dude, you're paying James Harden 30 some odd million dollars. Mm. He's going to have to have the ball. Yeah. He's going to have to have the ball. Ty Lue's going to put it in his hands regardless. That's right. For better or worse. <laughs> for better or worse. And I, I believe it's for worse mm-hmm. for the Clippers. Yes. Wow. I absolutely agree with everything you just said. And for me, I was like, the only way this is going to work is if Harden is cool being the third option, which he's not. He's never going to want that. If he was James Harden from Oklahoma City, yes, this definitely could work. But he's not that guy anymore. Exactly. In his mind, he's James Harden in Houston. Right. Like the guy. And I'm like, yeah, no, like you see, we've seen Harden be the guy. And again, it's not a lack of talent. It's lack of effort. Like he he's never been that guy where he can take an entire franchise with them to a championship. Like you said on the Thunder, as like a as a starting role player type, like he's great. He's great. Mm-hmm. If he came to LA with that same mentality, I'd be like interested. And again, minus maybe oh, yes. five years or Definitely so. Definitely it would work. Definitely. It would work. This is not what's gonna happen in LA. Nope. I don't care what anybody says. That's nope. not what he came here for. And like you said, nope. that's not what they're paying him to do. So nope. I'm sorry, L.A., and I looked up this stat. Did you know the Clippers are the oldest North American sports franchise to never play in a championship game? I didn't know that. that. I let that I know they never have. I didn't know they were the oldest. They're the oldest in all of North American sports history, and again, not winning, to never even play in a championship game. Jeez. So when I think about that, I go, you sign James Harden, and you're still not going to be in a championship game. Like, what are you even doing? Why aren't you building for the future? They had a better shot without Harden, in my opinion. I think so. This is another one of those that I think we'll look back and go, addition by subtraction. Like, yep. like, like with the Phoenix that, Suns. Like with, with the, the Phoenix Suns. Suns with Aiden and shit. So, like, yeah. this is that, it's that same feeling where I'm just like, I don't think it's going to work. He wants to play with his buddies again. He wants mm-hmm. to be at home. He doesn't want to travel that much. Like, that, great. You'll get paid for it. You're still James Harden, but... This was not the move, in my opinion. And we will we'll push that narrative into our next topic here, our final topic of the night, mm-hmm. which is what we consider would be an early prediction for this year's NBA playoffs. Now, again, not just who's not who's going to win the playoffs or anything. It's been one week, people. We're not psychic. But I am curious to, to know what you're thinking of when it comes to playoff seeds and who might make it to the, mm-hmm. to the big show, the big dance, however you want to call that. 
and go from there. Now, we don't have to do anything official yet. Yeah. But I want to know your your eight in the east and your eight in the west of like who you think is up there who should be in the playoffs this year. All right. So I kind of already mapped out the entire playoffs who I think is gonna win and everything. Ooh, okay. I didn't so know that I'll give far, you my but... seating. I'll give you my seedings. Give me a seating and I'll see how froggy so, I feel about it. <laughs> number eight, I'll start with the West because I have the West up top. In the West, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder with that young nucleus of Shea Gilgis Alexander. Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, the other Jalen Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just me up. <laughs> Lou Dort. Man, I love their young nucleus. I think they're only getting better. Uh, mm. Chet has looked great to me, too. I know we talked about uh, Wemby, but Chet, same thing I could say about Chet. Yeah. He's been moving just as smooth, scoring just as well, playing just as good defense. Um, so, yeah, I'm high on the Thunder this year. And for uh, those who don't know, Chet Holmgren was the number two pick, I believe, just yep. a year or two ago, 2022, I believe, yep, um, in that draft. And then he got hurt and missed his entire rookie season. So, like, so this he, is his getting, rookie year. This is his rookie year now. They're getting him back, which I think, yes, I agree. Thunder are definitely on the up. They had a big season last year. I mean, they they fought to get to the playoff spot. It didn't work out for them so well. But I love what I saw from the young team. Yes. And that's that's exactly why I'm saying this year they get over that hump. They're going to make yes. small strides every year. Just don't get caught by surprise, people. Say I put you on. You heard it here first. At the Bank Bros. Boom. Um, now in my number eight team in the East, I got the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh, yes. I yes. actually, I really like the way Ben Simmons has been playing. Um, I like what I've been seeing. Mikel Bridges has been off, but I'm not worried about that. I know he'll pick it up. He's their best player. Yeah. Um, but Cam Thomas. They're finally using him in the starting lineup, and that is a great sign. If you guys have remembered in the past, for any returning listeners, I've always been shouting out my boy Cam Thomas. He is a <laughs> bucket, and he's finally getting off the leash. He's finally out there hooping, getting shots up, and he's been putting up 25, 27. I think he had a 30 ball one of these games, but, <clears throat> man. Great to see Cam Thomas out there. I got the Nets number eight. Nice. What nice. about yourself? So going eight. Uh, in the West, and I'm surprised I have them at eight, but I'll explain why. I have the Grizzlies at number eight. Mm, and it's okay. only because they're missing job for the first 25 games. As we all know, he got suspended. So, yes. But you cannot overlook the Marcus Smart trade. We talked about that at length a few weeks ago. Yes. Bringing a defensive player of the year type. Yeah, Grizzlies are going to be there. Also bringing in Derrick Rose for that nice veteran experience to TC's young kids. They have loads of fucking talent. I thought they were going to make a bigger splash last year myself. So I I still think with 25 games out, you still get job back. This is still a contending team. I'm thinking that last, you know, they'll they'll get out of the play-in and go from there and maybe make some noise again and kind of pick up where they left off. But they're, they're too talented not to be in the main fucking playoffs. So they, I have them an eight. Don't be surprised if they jump up a little bit, though. Spoiler, I got them just missing the playoffs. That's okay. Because the West is tough. There. The West is tough. As we know. And that's my only thing is, like, they. I think they would barely survive the playoffs, like the play-in, and then maybe spark some from there. But, yeah, the bottom of the West is still going to be fucking tough. Tough. But I think they're the ones who come out. On the East, there's not gonna be, it's going to be another surprising one. I had a Miami Heat. Whoa, you got them eight? At eight, okay. yes. And here's the thing. It's kind of the same mentality for me. It's, yes, they had some losses. They lost Max Struess. They lost Gabe Vincent. So, like, I feel that's a 
Those two are solid fucking players you build a franchise around. They're crucial to Miami. I don't think the jump off is going to be that tough. It's Miami. You learned last season, last playoffs, you never count Miami out. I don't it doesn't matter. What. It doesn't Who matter. Cares? It doesn't matter. We said it at length. Like, Miami's that team where you will find those stars on the bench. They'll just emerge. That's yes. a system that generates homegrown natural stars. I don't care who you lost. I don't care who they lost. Yeah. Miami is always going to be It's going to be in the mix no yeah. matter what. I just feel with the losses like they have, probably a little bit tougher in the play-in. But, hey, they showed you this past playoffs. It doesn't matter, man. Put them against mm-hmm. anybody, they have a fucking shot. So, yeah. I'm an eight, but, again, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> what about number seven, sir? Oh, okay, we're going eight, seven. Okay, number seven in the West. I have your Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> <laughs> as the number seven seed in the West. Like I mentioned, the West is tough. And what I'm seeing Ooh. from Anthony Davis right now, I'm not confident in. Nope. He's too inconsistent. Um, if he picks up his consistency, maybe they can jump up in my current seedings. But right now, I got him finishing as the number seven seed. Yes, sir. Uh, in the East, my number seven seed is none other than my Detroit Pistons. There they are. <laughs> I had a feeling you had them listed somewhere here. Yes, sir. Uh, we're a young, exciting team. I just watched us lose to a Chauncey Billups coached Trailblazers team. Mm. Um, yeah, kind of sad, but hey, we had our moments. But we're a very young team, very exciting. Uh, we are on the rise, and this is That's the right. year we cracked the playoffs. We finally have a healthy Kate Cunningham. As long as he's healthy, we'll be okay. <laughs> that's awesome for my number sevens you know some crazy shit hmm. i had the exact same sevens you did damn the exact i had the lakers at seven in the west i had the pistons at seven in the east for the damn. exact fucking same reasons that's also really just gritting like he has my notes <laughs> for the exact fucking reasons damn. lakers it's because of anthony davis i don't know if he gets somewhere they gotta go i think lebron yeah. is gonna be fucking fed up by midseason and we'll see what happens. They're still talented, but yeah. it's tough slaying for the Lakers. And again, with the Pistons, same fucking thing. I've been fucking torching the Pistons probably more than you have this fucking offseason. Like, I think healthy, all your stars that you've been just racking up for years, everyone's back. Everyone's yeah. going to be amazing coach you got now. Yep. Pistons are a scary prospect of a team with that youth movement. So I love that shit. And I think that's the one – I think out of all the lists I've got, that's the one team that's like the surprise, which is just going to be yes. pretty fucking fun to watch. So and one thing I might add about our team, the vets that we currently need right now are <laughs> are our shooters, and they're all injured. Yeah. Except yeah. for Joe Harris. Uh, but he's Joe Harris. He's Joe Harris. <laughs> yeah. But, no, like we're missing Monte Morris. We're missing uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um those two are are crucial, crucial white boy shooters. <laughs> shooters, white boy shooters. Those are important. Monte, you need Monte those. Morris ain't white. My bad. Monte Morris ain't white. He didn't My hear bad. that. <laughs> Monte Morris ain't white. <laughs> he didn't hear that. Don't you worry. But yeah, just wait till we get our shooters back, and then it's all systems go. I can't That's wait. Like, I can't it's wait. It's gonna, gonna be a great season for us. I agree. What about number six? Number six in the West, I have the Dallas Mavericks. Number six. Mm, nice. I think. Uh, I've actually been liking what I've been seeing from Kyrie and Luca. Um, it's not it, bad. It's it looks like they figured it out a little bit. 
Um, and I like Derek Lively, the way he's been playing for them, diving to the rim, blocking shots, being active at the rim as a rookie. Great addition. I got them finishing sixth. Um, wait till you see who they match up against. Golly. <laughs> and now number six in the East, I have the Miami Heat. They're always okay. going to be there. They're always, always going to be, be there. there. See? Here we go. Here we go. Not much now, more to say. Right. Now, one of these is going to be a shock, I think, to you. But the other one, maybe not so much. We'll see. Oh, okay. In the West at number six, I have the Thunder. Again, I, Whoa. I love, I have loved watching this team gel. And like you said, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a fucking superstar. My I think God. he's got, I think he's, the sky is the limit. The ceiling is fucking up. And they're just going to get more confident, hungrier. Every season that they don't make some fucking noise is a travesty. So I am a very confident in this team. To make a big splash this season. I think this is a time where there are some, and like we said, the West is fucking tough. So they got some real challenges ahead. But give me a young team testing their metal against grizzled vets, what they have to go through in the West. That makes them stronger. Metal sharp, iron sharp is iron. So exactly. They, that's, yeah. I just want to add real quick like, I thought they were going to miss your your playoffs. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you thought this highly of them. There's a reason why, though. But I'll Man, Shea Alexander though he's like a top five player right now at this moment. I think he's only getting better. Which yeah. last playoffs, I mean last like season, essentially, it sold it for me. I was like, damn, like here we go. This kid is the next big thing. He's so, built. He's built for it. He he got it. Now the reason I'm saying that's a surprise, and it's it's only because you brought it up now, it's because I don't have the Mavericks in the West this season. Oh, okay. And I'm a big Luka fan, but I still don't think... I think last year was one thing. Kyrie was still new to the team and whatever. Yeah. I don't think Dallas... And they're looking good so far. I, I would so agree far, with yeah. that. It's a long yeah. season. Yep. I think the wheels fall off for them. I think they're mm. just that team that's, again, and it's only because they're in the West. If they're in the East, so done. <laughs> in the West, I yeah. just think the eight that I've got are just built better Built for mm. more endurance. Built okay. for a longer run. That's all. Yeah, the, the West is tough. It's tough. It's tough it to figure out. Been, it could have been like 10 other teams. Exactly. I mean, not 10 other teams, but four well, other teams. Yeah, there's a lot that can still mix in and mess things up in the play-in tournament too. So, But yeah, for now, I think the Thunder are that team you don't want to miss. Like, holy shit. I'm loving it. Mm. Here's a real surprise for you, though. In the East. In the East, at number six. <clears throat> I have the Indiana Pacers. Whoa, that's whoa. Okay, okay, that's not a surprise to me. Oh, good. Okay, because I was like, I whoa. Think, <laughs> I know, I know. They just got fifty balls by Boston. They did. Uh, yeah, I was um, gonna say. I know tonight they got destroyed. They didn't have Tyrese Halliburton, their best exactly. player, and who's from Oshkosh. Yes, he is. Woo. That's right. And, I mean, he yeah. got his money. He is absolutely the reason I think they are going to be a contender this year. And I love what I see from that. That guy's got an amazing game. They mm-hmm. have some really good key pieces on that team. Again, as long as everybody stays healthy, that's always going to be the big F. But, like, mm-hmm. they have, you know, Rick Carlisle is still is a very experienced coach. He knows how to win. Like, mm-hmm. this is a team that's, I think, a, a little sneaky right now that is going to make some a, a splash later on. But that's also get more of a surprise because, again, the East seems a little more easy to figure out. But yeah. I had to give you one that I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe not. It's Indiana mm. for me. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. Nice pick. That's a good pick. That's a Thank good you. Pick. Thank you, sir. Uh, how about your number fives? Five. Five in the West. I have the Golden State Warriors. Mm. 
they will not bad. Look, they're multiple. What can you say? Teams. They're gonna right. find a way. They're right. gonna find a way. Wait till they get Draymond Green back. Then they'll definitely find a way. Exactly. If they can't, he's gonna make them find a way. <laughs> <laughs> he came back for the last rodeo. Y'all better get him up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, not much more needed to be said about Golden State. Nah, yeah, it's the Warriors. Uh now number five in the East, I got the Hawks. Interesting. Um, I think Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, that backcourt is just too dynamic uh, in the East because yeah. the East is a little weaker. So that star power in the backcourt is going to take them uh, into the playoffs in the East. Mm. Who you got? Who you got? That's funny because oh, I'll get there in a second. Okay. Uh-huh. So in the West at number five, I have the Sacramento Kings. Mm, okay. Okay. Another one of those young, hungry teams who went crazy in last year's playoffs. And really took it. What are they playing? The Warriors? Yep. They said Kings Warriors series. That mm-hmm. shit was fucking crazy because they were that shocking was... the world every fucking game. And that all of a sudden, of the... go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, all of a sudden, you were becoming a believer that Sacramento was about to just overtake this fucking team. And all of a sudden, everyone's lighting the beam. All of a sudden, everyone is about Sacramento. So I don't think they take a step back. I think they push forward. And I think I'm gonna go one better. I think they win a series in the first round. Mm. I'm, I'm putting it out there, but we'll see who they get matched up against. Mm. What were you going to say about the Kings, though? Oh, uh, I was just going to say that was one of the most fun series I've ever watched in my entire life. Yes. Sacramento yes. against Golden State. I would love to see that shit again. <laughs> Run it back. That's what I'm saying. Run, Run it back. back. That was uh, just that was old school NBA for me. Just like fucking fun. But then they're Man. over there hitting threes and shit. That makes right. it even crazier. <laughs> that just it came out of nowhere. I know they were good all season, but like that playoff, something the light switch turned on. No, I mean, no pun intended. Said, I'm here. Yeah, he's the guy now. So like yeah. again, he's another one like Shea Gilgis Alexander, where I'm like Darren Fox, superstar. He's ready for the spotlight. Them Kentucky guards, man. Like who knew? <laughs> fucking feeding him. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. man. That Kentucky fried chicken or something, but. <laughs> Yes, Sacramento, I think. Lots of pieces to work with. Lots of youth. I'm just, let's go. I want to see them run this shit again, for sure. Wait till you see now, where I got going. Oh, boy, that's going to be fun. Uh, number five. Now, this is, again, because you brought up the Hawks. That was where I was torn. I don't have the Hawks making it this time. Mm, I don't. Tough. I don't. Who you and got? I like Trey I like Trey Young a lot. Yeah. I need, and John J. Murray, of course. I need... More from Atlanta. Last season was kind of they kind of just sputtered out, and that's kind of how it, it happens to certain teams. <laughs> Bulls, um, they just it just didn't work. The wheels fell off. It, they couldn't get the job done. That's all it is. But they didn't really make a lot of amazing additions either. So like, I'm not seeing a big improvement. They're in a, I think a nice match when it comes to like their their overall record against a lot of these other teams. It will carry them there, and I still think they'll be in the mix. But I'm thinking like that. First play-in game, they're out. Like, that's what it is. At number five, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs. Uh, I got them missing the playoffs. See? That's the thing. It's those two teams. And I gave Cleveland some shit last season, I know. But Uh everything that my partner here said is absolutely true about Cleveland. They've got shooters. Shoot or shoot. They got youth. They got energy. And they do match up well. Even with that, you know, Cavs-Knicks thing. Like, they showed you they got something to work with. There's a foundation with Cleveland, and it didn't seem very shocking that they were successful last season, but a little shocking. This season, 
I'm not taking them for granted. I think they're still a very solid fucking team that can pace pretty much anybody at this point. You're, you're going to get some good wins. So um, why not? You want to know why I got them missing the playoffs? Why is that? It has nothing to do with their team. No. Actually, it kind of does, but it doesn't. So <laughs> in my opinion, I think they're going to break it up. Mm, I think, think so? they're going to trade Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that would that would change things. I just have a feeling they're going to trade Donovan Mitchell. That's why I got to miss him. I'm predicting this. Sure, sure. Um, and that so makes I sense. Yeah, if, if there's no Mitchell, Donovan then Mitchell, I... Yeah. With the whole healthy core... Oh, exactly. That, that five, I'll take him against any five in a seven-game series. I mean, not <laughs> any five, but I'll take him, like, seriously against yeah. any five in a seven-game series. There you uh, go. But I, I just think they're going to break it up, though. Yeah, and I would, if that's the case, then yes, I absolutely will swap that with the Hawks. That that's how I would do that. Mm. What about number four? Number four uh, in the West, I have the Clippers. Number mm. four in the West. There you go. Um, there you go. I, so I got them matching up with the Warriors in the first round. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just all imagine how that would end up. Oh boy! Yikes! Uh, but you know, I think the Clippers are still going to finish with one of the top records in the West. Yeah. Um, they just have too much talent. Exactly. Uh, number four in the East, I got the Indiana Pacers. Hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm high on the Pacers, too. I think they have a team that has players that understand their role. Everyone plays their role, and they don't do too much. Mm. And that's why they've been able to build so much chemistry so quickly. Because this team is very young. Halliburton's right. only been on this team for, what, one full season. That's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't count that half season he was traded. He the one full season. He only played one full season with his team, and this right. team is already looking like one of the best teams. You yeah. might not know anyone that plays for him, but as a team, <laughs> oh, they're gonna run any team in the East out the gym on any given night. There you go. And so I like the Pacers. Absolutely. Number four, I also have the Clippers in the West. I for the exact same reasons. Even with the Harden thing, even with. The drama that might come with it, like my man said, there's too much talent. There's too, much, too talent. much fucking talent for them not to be a top four team. It just it's that's the way it is. Sorry. Anybody who's against them, sorry. Kawhi is still Kawhi. Paul George is still Paul George. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like that, that that's all that has to be said about that. Mm-hmm. In the East, I have the 76ers. Mm-hmm. I bet I mentioned before, I think losing James Harden is addition by subtraction. I think Embiid is going to be revitalized, and I think Tyrese Maxey is going to mm-hmm. take the next step in his career and help and become the true leader on this team he is expected to be right now. I think that's the reason the Sixers get there. Do I mm-hmm. think they go far? No. However, as a top four, I think they, again, a ton of talent Mm-hmm. That Harden just kind of overshadowed. You're going to mm-hmm. see the real Sixers come out this time, and I think they're a much more consistent offense. And I think their defense is going to be good enough to get them there. But we'll see. My thing is, I think it all comes down to Maxi. We know what we get it with Embiid, but I think Maxi has to take that next step for him to really unlock it. And I think you'll see it. It'll be very interesting, though. I completely agree with you, and that's why they're my number three team in the East. Hey, look at that. Uh... <laughs> Man, you mentioned him. Tyrese Maxey, another Kentucky guard. Man, Kentucky, what the fuck man. Do they be eating in Kentucky, man? I don't know. I need to go there myself, but I got that Space Jam juice. Man, What's I'm going sorry. on? Shit, give some of that to Sully. You're right. Oh, yeah. He would love that shit. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but I just think the 76ers are going to be a better team without James Harden. No more yeah. distraction. Uh, they have a great coach in Nick Nurse, who's yes. won a championship and many playoff series in Absolutely. his career um, with Toronto. So I think the 76ers will be just fine, and they'll Absolutely. finish number three. Now, my number three team in the West are none other than the Phoenix Suns. I knew that was coming. <laughs> none other than the Phoenix Suns. That trio is just too disgusting. I'm sorry. Once they it get is. healthy, it's, it's scary hours. Um, and <laughs> what makes it even scarier is that they have role players around them. Like, that team is actually deep. If you watch them play, you oh, have yeah. guys like uh, Eric Gordon and fucking white boy Grayson Allen. <laughs> the white boy. <laughs> consistently dropping double digits. Yeah. Uh, that says a lot. Those guys aren't going to be starting anymore. They're going to be coming off the bench. So you're going to have that type of production coming off your bench. That's great. You and Booker back, man, they're fine. That's a wrap. <laughs> now for my number three in the West, it's the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's the fucking Warriors. What are you going to say about it? They're going to find a way. Tell us we're wrong. I dare you. It's the fucking Golden State Warriors. They have been there. They yeah. know how to succeed. They know how to win. They know high-pressure situations. What do you need? Oh, wait. Do you need amazing shooters? You still got Steph Curry. You still got Klay Thompson. I'm sorry. Draymond's coming back. I'm sorry. That team is still fucking stacking. Until they break up that core, there's yeah. nothing to be said about it. So it's Warriors in three for me. That's about it. Now, here's going to be the fun one. The one that I'm going to make your little top knot pop off your fucking head, especially with the history. For those who've been with us since the beginning or at least the last few weeks, Maybe Don't over say the summer. It. Don't Maybe say over the summer. It. They have been listening to me. Do not say talk it. so much I'm shit about this it. team. So much shit about this team. I can't look at you. And I stand by it. I stand by the shit I said. But I there was one thing you. I said at the end that is making me think I'm gonna eat my fucking words this season. My number three is the New York Knicks. <gasps> I said it out loud, and I'm gonna stand by it for now because again, these aren't my officials. For the playoffs, oh, how it's going to go. my lord. I have said the Knicks. I gave you so much shit, New York. I said your pizza was good, but the rest of your city sucked. I said your team is trash. Other than Jalen Brunson, who was my one point I'm making, is because that is the guy who has to get the job done for them. It's just him. If it's R.J. Barrett making the next step, the Knicks are going to be a hard team to take out. If Barrett falls apart, like I think he might, and Brunson has to do all this fucking work, sorry, that's a change in, in pace for me. But for what I am imagining, that the Knicks as a team will take the next step, I think they will actually have a really fucking good regular season. Again, I'm not saying anything for a playoff win. They just got their first playoff win in over ridiculous amount of years. But getting there again, I think they're fired up enough. They've had a taste now. And you usually see this one team every fucking season where they get a taste of a playoff the first year, and the next year they come back very fucking hungry. And I feel like New York is there. It's there for now. Again, I'm watching Brunson very fucking closely this season, specifically because of all the shit I talked. I'm making it a point to watch Knicks this year. Yo, and he, I'm going to keep reporting on it. He's for real. Jalen Brunson. Ooh, he could ball. Uh, I got the Knicks just missing the playoffs. I got them That's losing okay. in the play-in. See? It was, the, it, was, it was a tough call. They're the mix-in. That's that yep. other team. I they're think the they have a much better season than that where they don't have to worry about a play-in. But, mm. yes, 
Jalen Brunson is another one of these guys where I'm like, this is a superstar. Watching him in the last year's playoffs sold me completely on him. Now the rest of the team has to follow, and I, I am projecting that they will. But mm-hmm. Brunson is a bad motherfucker. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm basing that on is him being the fucking mm-hmm. leader of this team. There you uh, go. That's a fun one for you. So who who is your number six team? Number six to the East? Mm-hmm. The Pacers. Oh, so you got the Pacers and the Knicks. Oh, some Reggie Miller. Some Reggie exactly. Miller type history. Exactly. Yes, you already got it. So uh and then who what about in your West? Who's it was Warriors and Thunder. Oh <laughs> I'd love and that's kind of how I did this. Like, who did I want to see face off? And I was like, uh, Warriors Thunder series would be sick. Warriors Thunder would be sick. Fun. And then your that's- four or five series was who? I just want to real quick. Yeah. So in the east, four or five would be Sixers Cavs. Interesting. And four mm. or five in the West is Clippers Kings, which I think oh, another, one, oh, oh, another oh, one where you go a California matchup. Yes, youth and experience clashing. Like, oh fuck, man. Yeah, give me those narratives mm-hmm. all fucking day. Got you, got you. All right. Number number two. Number dos. Uh in the West, I got the Kings. Oh, that's high. Yeah. I think they're gonna be a great regular season team. I, I think I they're gonna win it. a lot of games. Yes. Um, I love that young nucleus. I love De'Aaron Fox. Another Kentucky guard. See? What the fuck? <laughs> With Malik Monk, his teammate, who was is on another team. Kentucky guard. Yep. <laughs> See? Kentucky, man. Wait, Kentucky. I think that's just man. where we got to be here, man. So that's, that's all or it is. we just draft all of our prospects from Kentucky, and they'll just somehow become a star. Perfect. I love it. Um, but, yeah, give me the Kings all day long. They just have one weakness, um, and that's having a dominant – presence in the paint consistently i think Ah. they'll figure that out with javel mcgee i think they need to play him a little more i agree with that um but that's just me yeah yeah i love it coming from the kings i got them playing the lakers in round one and then i love it my three six matchup is Suns and mavericks like that and then my four five matchup is clippers warriors like i said earlier oh yeah 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 that's that's good stuff those are all great matchups yeah so my two in the east here we go the Milwaukee Bucks. I knew it. I that fucking means knew it. They will four one the Detroit Pistons. Mm. Yep. And then my three sorry, six. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my three six was uh Sixers Heat and my four five is mm. Pacers Hawks. That's an interesting one. I like that mm-hmm. combo. That'd be that'd be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Now Ooh. who you got? Who you got? Number two for me is the Phoenix Suns in the West. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, sir. I mean, we've said many fucking times. Come on, man. It's KD. It's Booker. It's Beal. Good fucking luck. Good fucking luck. I, if they, if it wasn't for my number one team, which I'm sure we all know the fuck that is, but like, yeah, if it wasn't for them, that. you know, if it wasn't for them, come on, man. Phoenix is a shoe in for a final slot. Like, and they don't win out the whole thing outright this year, which might be my prediction. We'll see, but we'll get there in due time. But yes, Phoenix, again, pick your poison. Who are you going to stop on that fucking team? And. Number two in the East, I have the Boston Celtics, mm, but okay. but damn, it's close. Damn, it's, it's close. close. It is close. It I'm is thinking close. like a game or two difference. That's it. Like yeah, it's maybe half, maybe half. If <laughs> shit. And again, for those who don't know anything with the Boston Celtics, <laughs> that team is fucking stacked. Yeah. Even losing Marcus Smart, my God, they just they rebound. Drew Holiday. <laughs> they get Drew Holiday to replace him, which is just like and what? Signing for Zingas. Right, which, as we talked about, we were iffy about bringing him in, but already 
He's proven his worth. He's getting there yeah. already. He's doing the role he signed to do. He's Here blocking shots. He's, he's hitting blocking. threes. Yes. That's all we need him to do. So yeah. now Boston looks like a bunch of geniuses, and they are going to start punishing these other fucking teams. Celtics are still that one team that's just like, it's due for a fucking championship in a year now. It's going to happen. Yeah, like, it's going to happen. It's a matter of if and not when. I'm sorry. It's a matter of when and not if. So yeah. Yeah. that's all there is to say about that. Yeah. You're number one, sir. We are number these one. Are, but... My number one is obviously the Denver Nuggets in the West. The champions, baby. So I, I got them playing the Nug, the Thunder. Yeah, I got them playing the Thunder. Nuggets That's, Thunder? Oh. Yeah. Tough matchup. I'm in um, that. Obviously, Nuggets, we all know who they are. Defending champs. They still look like is the there... best team in the NBA right now. No time off. No time off. Uh, number one in the East, I have the Boston Celtics. There you go. <laughs> um, for those exact reasons, they're fucking stacked. Great lineup, great team, and so far, if they keep this up, man, I don't Who's think gonna any- stop them in the East. Yeah, because they've been playing beautiful basketball. Like everybody's playing the role. Everyone already knows the role. Like they already have chemistry. It's exactly. weird. Um, yeah, very fast, right? Just yeah, they gelled so fast. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't I'll expect that. that. Yeah. yeah, me either. And you know the deal for my number ones again in the West. Your defending champions, Denver Nuggets. Like he said. They're still the best. They look the best. They're they're somehow rested, even after a fucking championship hangover, which just never happened. They came yeah. out beating the shit out of the Lakers. Like, whatever. The Nuggets are who they are. They're still the number one in this fucking league. They're the gold standard. Huh. They they mined for that shit, apparently, in Denver. That's all you have to know. Jokic is still the king of basketball right now, and the guy hasn't missed a step. And his boy Jamal Murray with him? Like, I'm sorry. The rest of the team is good on its own. The rest of that starting five... It's still the best in the league, in my opinion. But yeah. those two by themselves can win you games. And that's all that fucking matters. That's what, that was the blueprint to get them a championship last season. I think you just see the same fucking thing. You just run the whole shit back. Do not be surprised if they try to get a back-to-back championship. I'm putting that out there. We, again, more playoff analysis coming for that specifically. But Nugs are clearly a favorite. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in the East, I had the Milwaukee Bucks. Because if I didn't, that would just be a terrible thing to say as we live in this state. But even if we did it, come on, man. Damian Lillard's in town now. They threw the parades. They built the yeah. statues. They painted the pictures on the walls. That man is a great fit. He is struggling a little bit, but just give it time. Him and Giannis yeah. are going to click. They're yeah. going to get in lockstep two by two, and they're going to start running this fucking division. This whole conference is going to be theirs. But, you know, a little bit of rocky start. They just went to Toronto. Got a little fucked up, but again, it's Toronto. That usually happens. I just think the Bucks are they'll be just fine. You're gonna yeah. see them stringing together tons of wins. I'm not worried about Milwaukee at all. They didn't show out last offseason, sorry, last playoffs, which is a shock. They kind of got stuck in the mud, and before they knew it, they were out. I think that lit a fire under Giannis's ass. He made it clear he almost left town because he's like, if y'all ain't trying to win this fucking championship, I'm out the fucking door. And they said, okay, here's it's Dame time now. Uh and here's all your money that you wanted, too. Boom. Giannis is happy. His family's happy. He is ready for another championship. Let's fucking go. Hey, can't argue against that. Yes, um, sir. I just, I think, like you said, it's going to be a close race between the Celtics and the Bucks for those top two seeds. And I just think yeah. uh, the Bucks losing these games uh, early in the season are going to kind of come back, kind of hit see that. them and haunt them, I guess you could say, <laughs> in the rankings. Because, like I said, it might even just be a game, half a game, you know, and it might be something small right. like that separating the two because they're both going to be dominant teams. Exactly. I'm not. I'm expecting big things for both. So, yeah. 
it's going to be an interesting season. I'm very excited to go through it. And I mean, again, we're just at the beginning, folks. So lots of games coming. Some big primetime games. I'm sure we'll be covering when Nixon Dimes returns. Mm-hmm. Fucking soon. Don't you worry about that. In the meantime, sir, how about some last words for your adoring fans? Um, you know, I think everybody already heard my my PSA for the day. You know, hope everybody uh, <laughs> stops judging women for wearing less clothing and just appreciate it. Just go on without Thanks. saying a single word. Just appreciate it and just, hey, she's living her own life. Let me just admire <laughs> the way she looks. Hey, she looks great. Hey, she's showing it. So whatever. There you go. See? It's about empowerment. It's not That's about what, what we say about it. No, we don't say anything. We just let it be. Admire and, and move on with your day. <laughs> yes, I like that. Very wholesome of you. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, okay. My last words. I'm just going to go back to my fucking PSA. This is Thanksgiving time. Don't be a dick. Wait your fucking turn. Santa knows how to wait too. Let me have my moment. And like I posted on my personal Facebook today, for every Christmas light that is lit up before Christmas actually happens, an elf is going to kill a baby reindeer. Cold blooded. So don't turn the fucking lights on unless they're orange and yellow and red and say Thanksgiving on them. That is a real thing. Look it up. It's <laughs> Thanksgiving time, folks. <laughs> and for all your other upcoming holiday news and sports like you like, make sure you check us out, The Bank Bro Show, on YouTube, Facebook, and at gmail.com. And, of course, we're at Bank Bro Show on Instagram. Still going to be growing that very soon. Uh, this man's got a gaming channel. Make sure you hit him up. Where is that, sir? Mm, that is at YouTube.com backslash Rizzy Games, R-I-Z-Z-Y underscore games, G-A-M-E-S. Yes, sir. Check that shit out. Funny as fuck. We'll have some more clips for you soon as well. Yes. But until then, you know what time it is because the bank bros are in your city like we always are. Mm. We are here for you. And you can bank on it. You can say it twice. Bank on it. Mm. Bank on it. Damn. Three times. Peace out, man. Oh, oh.